you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app and answer a few questions. With Angie, you can book instantly at an upfront price or request and compare quotes from multiple pros so you can find the best price for your project. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. Say head on over to YouTube.com slash Nerdist and click the old subscribe button. Don't ask any questions, just do it. Okay, I'll answer some. Uh, next week on All-Star Celebrity Bowling, Team Nerdist takes on Team Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman and the cast of Walking Dead come and try to rip our throats out on the lanes uh, with bowling. Uh, not literally. Come on. It's never literal. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Hover.com. Hover is domain name registration that is simple. If you're willing to pay more for a URL that's shorter or uses commonly used words, Hover now offers premium domains. You'll actually have the opportunity to purchase domain names that are hard to get. These can cost anywhere from a few hundred to a few thousand dollars, but Hover will make it simple. Let's say you want sandwich.com. You could get that uh, using Hover's premium domain service. Well, you'd have to pay a lot of money for it, but you could probably get it. They would help you do it. If you have clunker domains registered with Hover, you can trade those in. If Let's say you registered or renewed something in Hover and you want to upgrade your domain. They'll take your old domains back. Maybe it's not relevant to you anymore. They'll help you get rid of it. They will credit you everything you spent on the old clunker with Hover, the original registration fee, and any renewal fee, so you can upgrade and get the thing that you actually want. Visit Hover today at Nerdist.Hover.com. If you need a standard, non-premium domain, use the offer code NERDIST. If you want to trade in a clunker, just call the customer service number on their website or email them at help at Hover.com. That's Nerdist.Hover.com, and we thank them for their continued support. This episode is uh, Romany Malko, a guy that I met at South by Southwest in 2011. I've been familiar with his work for a really long time. Super great guy, really great energy, uh, really smart. And uh, this was a really, this conversation took fascinating turns that I I had no idea, but it's one of the reasons why I like doing the show because you just, I mean, it's an obvious statement to make, but you just don't know people until you start digging around in their head. And uh, let me tell you something about this Romany Malko. I liked what I found. It's the Nerdist Podcast number 199 with Romany Malko. Now entering Nerdist.com. This is like, uh oh. <laughs> Circle. Oh, I thought that was almost Lion King esque. I, I, I know it's, it's this dance hall music, man, but everything sounds Lion King esque in America. I guess that's true. <laughs> Anything that. <laughs> 
<laughs> a little accent Guys, this sounds exactly <laughs> like Paul Simon's Graceland. <laughs> every, every, <laughs> everything, everything that's not like watered down uh, country crossover pop is we classify as world music. Right, exactly. Totally. You know, being, being West beat. Indian, man, I grew up to like, you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, very much in a like dance hall music. It's like the dance hall music is like the gangster rap or the hard rap of of, of reggae, you know? All right. The beats are more aggressive and you know. So you got like your buju bantans and your um and your sizzlers and you know your Egyptians and there's all different kinds of stuff. So regular Sizzle. reggae is what you get stoned to and right. just slow down. Right. And, and then dance hall. Dance move hall it. is what you go you go hard to, you know. Dance yeah. hall is for cokeheads. What is Eddie Grant? Where does Eddie Grant fall? Eddie Grant falls he right falls on in Electric the, Avenue. In the category of pop, right around like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but actually he had that song. You invite me to a war party, me no wanna go. Oh, heard shit, about I heard the that. last one, so times, but you no thank you. Who? That. Yeah, that was right when you was the user. That was in your era when he had, the, when he had, no, you know what? Actually, he, no, he was after that. He was oh, after yeah. that. He's a young kid. Here, yeah. see if you can get a little closer to the microphone. Electric so is huge, yeah. We going to rock. Okay, I'm gonna get a little closer to the mic. Yeah, so, <laughs> hey man, I wanna tell you first of all, I wanna I'd say thank you very much for having me here. Romney Malco! What up, man? Robin and Malco on the podcast. Buju Bantan and Eddie Grant. Uh, I can't rhyme. I can't rhyme. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I like that. <laughs> the cough button. We should just change the podcast and just like just have like a music bed. Someone could take out what you just did and make it a great ringtone. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Have. Okay, here's the ringtone right now. Ready? Okay. Okay. Wait, wait. Pick up your phone! Yeah. Some motherfucker is calling on your phone. My, my boy had an, a ringtone, and I swear to you, it was like, answer me! Answer me! <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. I was like, yo, Sean, is that your phone? <laughs> why, why are you yelling at me, phone? Why do you have to yell at me? Robert Malco, I've been familiar with your work for a long time. We've met for the first time last year at South by Southwest Interactive. Definitely took to you, my brother. Yeah. And we 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 really hit it off and had a nice time. And was like I was like, hey, you got to come on the podcast. And uh, and then it took a year, so I apologize. That's probably my fault. But no. I am glad that you're here. Uh, you're someone that people would definitely recognize. Um, I uh, I enjoyed you on Weeds. Thank you. Uh, and you've been on a million other things, but you also are uh, you were sort of. You're you you're heavily into uh, the tech world and uh, and digital culture as we call it now. Yeah, you know what? I think that it's time that I just open up and tell a real story here <laughs> that I've never really told before in public, and tell you how that started. And it's basically 1997. Started an internet company that revolved around like you know uh, you know male sexual dysfunction, mm -hmm. and the shit hit <laughs> off big. Wait, and wait. when I say hit off big, I'm talking about it hit off like. I, I was a rapper before that, had a hit record, toured all over the country with Tribe Called Quest, Naughty by Nature, 
you name the groups we toured with them, too short all them dudes. And then you paid. shifted your focus to boners. Exactly. <laughs> and when I shifted, let me tell you, the boner shift. <laughs> let the me great tell you boner shift, There's I think so science much calls me. it. I had Pfizer. I, I was selling, man, we were selling, this is before Viagra. Because Viagra okay. didn't really come to like, I want to say that Viagra didn't come until 2002. Three, maybe four, maybe not, nah, maybe two. And a lot of the older gentlemen didn't come till after that. <laughs> you guys, it's been great. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, you're not kidding. So you started a you started a male enhancement uh, product, exactly, at- and, and and made it really clinical. So wow. like all bullshit aside, so like let's say that you were dealing with infertility, we had stuff for that. Let's say that you were dealing with impotence, we had stuff for that. You know, it, it didn't matter. Well, my friend is dealing with it. So mm-hmm. what, what, what can I do for him? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I'm gonna be real. Like you probably. Uh, you, uh, you pr- oh, look. It depends. What's, what's he dealing with? What's he doing? Oh well, I don't know. I'm just guessing. But uh, let's just say he doesn't perform all the time. Let's say oh, he no, only no. gets aroused when he's playing Skyrim. Yeah, is that weird? Is that weird? Yeah, I would say that he probably needs to just pull back on the alcohol and do about and do about 30 minutes of cardio a day. I think he'll be okay. And maybe if he got a little bit of sleep and tell him just lay back on his podcast a little bit, take a little time off because I'm noticing he's everywhere. You know, so come take a little time off, and I think your friend will be quite fine. Let's say my friend can only get aroused when uh, two girls dress up like Sailor Moon. And shit while scissor fucking. That's not weird. That's not weird. Is that not weird? No, I do no. that too. Hey, okay, we just, I, I don't want to get into it. I, okay. I, I can show you pictures this is of what went on. Fascinating this though. Yeah. So you were you were you were a rapper. Yeah. Uh, could I sound whiter? You were a rapping person. Uh, uh, rhyme talking is yeah. really what it is. And uh, <laughs> and so you you were a rapper. And then what was it that kind of made you? Especially in '97 was really the sort of. Dawn of the uh, of the dot com bubble. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that what happened for me was I saw an infomercial, and the infomercial it made this point. It said, "Look, it costs tens of thousands of dollars to make a prototype. It costs ten dollars to run an ad. So why don't you advertise ideas until?" You know, you're, an audience responds. Sounds like you're talking about Don LaPrey. It wasn't Don LaPrey, though. Rest in peace. Thousands yeah, yeah. of rest in peace. papers. Oh, he he's killed dead? himself, right? He hung himself. Yeah. Awesome. Do you think they ran his obituary in, in thousands, thousands of newspapers? Oh, my God. No. That's hard. <laughs> I took one tiny ad. <laughs> I took one tiny obituary in newspapers. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it wasn't that guy. There was another dude. And then I thought to myself, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, and that was the idea that caught on. So I started running these ads and I started getting money in the mail. And my friends were like, why don't you put it on the internet? And literally my response to them was exactly what is the internet? Because they ran a PR firm. Sure. And they hit me to what the internet was. And I pretty much stayed in their house. They had an office in their house. I pretty much stayed in the house for like two days. I, I like would leave that room only to pee. I kid you not, it was done. And back those those days, we had like the news groups. Yeah, right. So I was doing all this, basically spamming in the all news that group. mail enhancement. Exactly, and pe- you know, people were like, "You're responsible for those thousands emails. of dollars of orders for a company that didn't even exist yet." Well, what? Wh- where did you <laughs> find this product? Well, I didn't really find any product, to be quite frank. I was like, at the time, I was advertising an idea, mm-hmm. and that actually I had to get written. I had okay. To get the, uh, advertising a book, and I had to get the book written because it didn't exist. Wow. Yeah. And it worked? Man, I got references from all over the world. Like people were like, "Oh, my son, my my, my room. I had I never forget this one. I read an, uh, a thing that said my my roommate at Princeton 
my dorm um, my roommate at Princeton says that this book is incredible and I would like literally <laughs> and I was like I'm like well, well you can't I guess you couldn't use his because it was too soiled but sure, he's like sure. he's like you know and I, I would like to get the book because I kind of deal with the same issues and straight up sent him the book and um, I would get my first order I'll never forget it the order came from um, it came from South Africa but I'd never taken an order before and they were giving like the credit card numbers and all that so I answered I was like yo who this <laughs> And like, oh, uh, we like, like this is South yeah. Africa calling, right? Exactly. And they're like, oh, okay. So then I take down the num the information, but there's 16 numbers to a credit card. I took down 12. Whoops. I was like, all right, thanks. No expiration, nothing. Thank you. I know what to do. I sent him the book anyway. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, I ruined that. And I scared the hell out of that dude. You could tell he was all like, he was all pencil up. He's like, uh, my name. I'm like, yes. What's your name? <laughs> Um, he probably gave me fake information. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I need yeah. your name. Uh, yeah. uh, my uh, my credit card is one two <laughs> nine. What is that accent? I know what accent is that. South African. No, South African. South African is like, kind of Australian. Yeah, English. they sound like Australian British mix. Yeah, they, they're yeah. a little South African. They're a little uh, bit. You're like, getting a little better with the first what? word you said, and then it went off. <laughs> then you. Just... <laughs> All right, I need to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't need to work on that. When <laughs> am I ever going to need to do a South African accent? Maybe if Dave Matthews ever comes on the podcast, you can do one for him. Oh, Ooh, he'll love that. I would love it. He's <laughs> never going to come on this podcast after <laughs> what's been said about him on here. Can I do a, Can I do a, Can I do that? Um, a South African accent. Let me see. Let's see if you can do it. Um, um it's not going to make any sense if we don't talk about it. No, it's not going to make any sense if we don't talk about it. South African. I dated and, a South African girl in college. So, South African right? and uh, New Zealand are two very difficult ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I noticed. I have a friend, man. When he does, what, is it the Scottish accent? He's like, sounds Jamaican. But I'm like, <laughs> yo, if you slow that shit down, it sounds Jamaican. So it's like, <laughs> I, I can't. I just like to try it. Um. um Give me two beers. No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Right, whatever. I suck at it, but he did it really dope. Anyway. I think if, if, if you say beer can, but... The, oh, yeah. I said beer can. Be, beer can and bacon. bacon. Like, be, beer can is bacon in Jamaican. Right. Beer can. Yes, yes. Right, the beer can. Very nice. It's the beer can. Beer can. Yeah. My, my family's more like Trinidadian, so it's more sing-songing. But my dad's from the country, so his shit is like this. Somebody would offend my dad. My dad would be like... Go hit your two fucking coffee in your mouth and you go find out something just now. <laughs> <laughs> so you are, you are uh, Trinidad Tobago? Yeah, Trinidad Tobago. My Tobago. Family. I was the first born. I was the first you born. You say Tobago. No, Tobago's I right. I say Tobago. It's Trinidad Tobago. Tobago. Trinidad Tobago is correct. Um, well, that's what that's what I was thinking of the original. <laughs> so, were you born there? No, I was. I'm the first American born. I was actually For, born in Brooklyn. Born in Brooklyn. I just moved back. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Yeah, time to get out of town. I'm still. <laughs> this is still. So you're. So far, I'm. I'm. I'm enraptured by the career that you've had so far, just in terms of military. What? Whoa! Hey, hey. A whole military wrench thrown in. Yeah, yeah. I was like a reserve in the Marine Corps, so I like went to Marine Corps boot camp and all that stuff immediately after high school. Because look, I graduated in the last quarter of my class, right? But yet every every teacher thinks I'm the smartest kid that they've ever had. I swear to God, my brother went to school after me, went to high school after me, and they, they were like, "We hope you like your brother." And I'm like, my brother was so much academically smarter than I was, but um, I guess. You can bullshit your way to anything if you really put your mind to it. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Here I am. <laughs> Don't we all feel that way a little bit? Yeah. Someone's going to realize that everything is full of shit. I'll enjoy yeah. the ride. You know, what? I, a, you know, that'd, be, you know that'd be a really funny like prank show where it's almost like 
<laughs> almost like the adjustment bureau. There's like a bureau of people in suits, and they just walk up to people that are doing a job and tap them on the shoulder, and they have a clipboard, and they go, uh, yes, uh, Ramani Malko, um, we know you're full of shit, and <laughs> we are here to just relieve you of right. duty, whatever that is. Like, well, I just love to see the reactions. You know, it'd be a great bureau to just, like, I would say it'd be really fly. That, you know, because you ever read that book, um, The E-Myth? No. Okay, it's written by um, Michael E. Gerber, and he was actually saying that. He's like, nobody knows what they're doing. And it really applies now because things are constantly changing. Oh, of course. You know, the people that are really surviving are actually going off of a hunch. Yeah. You know, or making educated guesses based on their intuition and yeah. what they've been exposed to. So, you know, really, we're all full of shit. There should be a bureau that certifies you as being full of shit because you're not really <laughs> going to be successful unless you're full of shit. You do have to be a little bit full of shit or at least be comfortable with that exactly. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Blink is another fun book, the Malcolm Gladwell book. That's oh, just yeah, sort of yeah. like, you know, that your brain processes all this information that you're actually not even consciously aware of. Exactly. But the reason that you get hunches and the reason you have gut reactions is your brain is actually processing all that information. You just don't, you're not consciously aware. No, of it. I, and it's amazing how it does it too. It's like, I, I love that. I love that part in that book where they talk about, um, the art heist where the guy came with the thing. Oh, right. And how every single person kind of knew. Yeah, they, that it was a fake statue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Within like, a, you know, a, a split, like a, a quarter of a second. And like, but what happens with us is that we go from there. What I don't know why we do this, but I guess it's, it's a survival um, personality that we all develop is we go from there to find We spend the rest of our time trying to defy what our intuition just told us intellectually. Well, I think that's, I think that is a... I think that's more of an uh, 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 of a glitch, like a negative byproduct because of the way that our brains. And when you think about our brains, they're basically two completely different kinds of brains. You know, we have this yeah. we have this very bra have this very base animal brain, and then this this much higher uh, yeah. uh, computational machine that tr that tries to justify logically things that are. Well, did you see that like that Flying Dutchman suit? Oh, thing the, on the, the bird wing suit. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "Oh, well, that's yeah. that's that's clearly fake, right?" right. I'm not crazy. No, that's, you know, I, I wasn't sure. I'll I'm, be honest, I wasn't sure. Listen, I went with my blink instinct. Okay, and okay. my blink <laughs> instinct said that doesn't work physically. That doesn't make sense. Did they? Did they? Did they? Did they? Uh, well, I read something. Uh, a physics professor said on he Wired. Uh, I don't know. I read the article on Science.com. Okay, I read one uh, on Wired that was a physics. But he was saying too. how he would have had been traveling fifty knots. Oh, wow. <laughs> to even get any lift, yeah, right, uh, and that it would have been way too physically exhausting of a thing to do to even get up. We don't have hollow bones, not yet, <laughs> not yet. You know, maybe he was half that size, and there was a suit filled with helium. I don't, I'm, <laughs> shitting. I'm shitting shit now. Yeah, maybe he's just, a mutant. We played that on on the show yesterday on uh, Attack of the Show, and I was like, that that that's not real. We're gonna have to looked cool. Tumblr. <laughs> so military, then the military, yeah, rapper, and then rapper, and then internet entrepreneur, internet entrepreneur, then then actor, then actor. Well, actually, what happened was I did craft service after I was a rapper because my girl at the time. <laughs> That's a reversal. There I we know, go. My girl at the time. Um, her when I met the girl that I was dating at the time, her her and her ex boyfriend were living together, and her ex boyfriend and her. Had and a couple other people had shared this big place, and me and that dude hit it off. We best friends to this day. He's like the one dude I know that, well, Tony also who can call me and be like, I need to borrow a hundred grand, and I'll be like, 
I'm not going to ask him a question. I'll just make the transcript. <laughs> Tony, Tony, you just got an opening. Could you, you just ask him for me? Tony, Tony just please. got an opening. So, and literally, like, Josh called me one time. He's like, Josh, his name's Josh. He's like, yo, I need 50 grand. It's a dope investment opportunity. And blah, blah, boom. You're investing I in, in I was like, dope? hold it. Don't even tell me. I don't, this motherfucker, excuse my language. Josh is just crazy. Speak, no, fucking swear. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this dude, Josh is just, you know, He's too smart for his own good. Don't even ask. But anyway, so me and this guy kind of hit it off, and he had a craft service company, and he needed help. And me and him, we hang out and sing and crack jokes and beatbox. Wait, and rap what did he that. want fifty grand for? An investment opportunity. Um, he had an investment opportunity. Well, actually, what had happened was he got this property tied up um, with this. He hired a guy to uh, m manage some money for him, and the guy made some poor investments and ended up getting some property tied up. But then the guy ended up getting busted for fraudulent activity, and all his assets got, had gotten frozen, and those assets were going back on the market as an auction, you know, in an auction. Okay. And so to get repossessed the house get, that was, was trying to get his, back. Exactly. You needed, he needed an extra 50 grand to seize the house. Did everything work out okay? Um, yeah, I believe it did, yeah. Matt, you're never allowed to call me and ask for $50,000. <laughs> well, I mean, 40? Yeah. Come no. On. No, you know what? Really and truly. $40. Okay. No, it's a special relationship. No one in my family could ever ask me for that kind of money. I'm but your friends, kids. yeah. yeah. But, but Josh in particular, Tony in particular, my brother, my mom. But the thing is, is that what, what Tony and what Josh have shown me that my family hasn't shown me is the ability to manage money wisely, okay? Oh, when you give money candidate. to a family, you when you give when you give money to a family, it's basically a black hole. You know, what right? I mean? It just it, it's like it's almost like serving a drug habit. Here you go. You know. Yeah, it's funny that we logically think, oh, if you just get like you could solve everyone's problem if you just give them like a hundred thousand dollars, and the truth is you can't because they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, you just create more money problems for them. That's all you do. You really you you, you become an. It's like you ever you ever you ever notice, right? You ever get you, who here has been in a relationship with with a woman that you just you yell at all the time? I have. Okay. <laughs> or, or a woman that yells at you. So you're in I a, have. Okay, all right, cool. The truth of the matter is, is that I can't, I can't take yelling, and I think that yelling is, um, for, for lack of a better word, I think it's, uh, I think it's, um, it's just, it's, it's unhealthy. Yeah. And the thing is, is we have to find people that encourage that behavior in order for us to sustain it. Mm -hmm. If you're in a situation with someone that you care about who will not tolerate it, who you know is cutting you off the minute that it goes there. You act differently. So what we find are we find enablers. And money is no different. Sure. You know what I mean? You give money to your family for whatever shit they've been doing. You just enable them to do it some more. That's yeah. all. It's like, you know, I mean, come on. Who, come really, who here has never, any, come on, you've dated a crackhead, right? Okay. <laughs> and like, well, dated seen. is a very loose interpretation yeah, of right. what okay. happened. I've Right. Okay. Okay, you've eaten out a crackhead, though. Yes, you know I mean? of course. All right, and then they want a little money for what they did. And then you give them a little bit of money, and then they <laughs> well, go, Why would whoa, I have whoa, to whoa, pay whoa, them whoa. for eating them out? I should be getting the cash. This sounds like prostitution, guys. No, Clear no, 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 no. It's a simple transaction between a crackhead and a hungry person. <laughs> <laughs> There's no... Hungry. <laughs> okay, that was good. That was real good. <laughs> I understand what you mean, though, about enabling the person who that yeah. you have to... Yeah. It really is, you know, it's yeah. the it's the giving them the values and figuring out how to because truthfully, one of the things that sucks the most about our education system and a large, you know, like one part of the reason why the country fell into economic crisis is we don't teach people how to handle money at all, Dude, and we need to be teaching kids how to fucking handle money. Just right there, I can think of four things that we should probably teach. We should teach kids how to think independently. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, group there there's a there's like a, there's some nonprofits out there that are really doing it well, like First Steps, where they like put a group of kids in a circle, and these kids are like literally five, 
and they're like, okay, if you find out, it's, and then they put these answers in, in the corner of each room. So there are four corners in the room, and one will say, I wouldn't tell anyone. I, the other one says, I wouldn't care. One says, I would still be his friend. One says, you know, I, I wouldn't be his friend or whatever. And they're like, okay, so you see all the answers. If so-and-so told you he was gay, what would you do? You have, and, and when we ask you the question, they have to run to the corner that best suits their mm-hmm. answer. And there's no condemning, there's no, it just shows you that everybody's got different opinions and it teaches a tolerance amongst the kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That even though you think differently doesn't mean you can't get along. Right. And then sometimes you may ask, so well, what is your reason for feeling this way? Why would you still be his friend? Why wouldn't you? You know, that kind of thing. And so one, we don't teach kids to think independently. Another thing that we don't do is we, um, we don't teach kids how to, you know, to create goals, effective goals, like how to plan and create goals and set, you know, markers for themselves along, along the way of achieving those goals. Another thing that we don't do, like you said, is we don't teach anything about finance and, you know, financial man- management, and we don't teach people how to, um, to communicate. It is more important now to teach financial management than ever because there are so many fucking shiny toys in the world, yeah. and kids want everything. They want, <laughs> they want Vitas. They want iPhones. They yeah. want iPads. They don't, and people just buy stuff on credit. Kids, where, it's us. Fuck that. It's us. It's the adults that teach the kids this shit. Oh, yeah, we that's go right. Out I did get, that. We get the fucking cars. We get all this. Look, here's the funny thing, dude. All joking aside, I've lived like a... I just moved back to New York, and, I, and, and, and I'm really happy with where I live. But I've lived well below my means for 20 years in Los Angeles because of the fact that I knew that one day I would get out of here and I would want to live health, healthily. Mm-hmm. That those are sacrifices that people with kids aren't even making. It's like most of us are living in fucking credit. And we get this, we can say what we want, but we get it. And then how do you contend when you've got billions of dollars of advertising going into creating the most psychologically mind-fucking, child-mind-fucking thing you can create? Sure. You know, And then the parents have to work to support the habit mm-hmm. while the kids are at home watching the devil. This, I'm gonna shop. <laughs> this is true. That's why Wait, the stop. devil has a show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> oh. But <laughs> it God. is. No. I'm hopping on that train, too. Hey. You know, it's funny. John Hamm makes one comment about the Kardashians all over the newspaper. I've been shitting on them for years. <laughs> no one can. What is, it with, what is it with that? What is it with that? Like, they've been getting beat up a lot. Now, I'm not sure exactly what the deal is because I hear all kinds of complaints. You know what it is for me? Uh, I just, I think they're gross role models. I, I, I think that, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, you might be able to say, you know, well, Kim runs a businesses dash. I mean, it's like it's like they're they're they are perpetuating this idea among yeah. kids, among young women, especially yeah. that all you have to do is be trashy and want to be rich and famous and with no real trying to contribute to anything or trying to learn the real value of anything. It's just like, oh, I just want to be glitzy and famous and kind of vapid. Like, there's no... I don't know. It, it's it, it's just gross. I mean, like, I... South Park nailed it with the stupid spoiled horror video playset. <laughs> it's an episode. <laughs> of South Park. Yeah. I mean, basically, you know, it just says, it just says to, young, to a young girl, like, yeah, if you just make a sex tape, then you'll get a reality show, and then you'll be famous. And, and then Ray once J you, will fuck you. And ladies. then once and once you're famous, <laughs> that's that's what that's the pinnacle of everything. And it's right. just kind of like, I don't know. I just think it's a bad message. I think it's a bad message, and I think it's part of the, I think it's just part of the vapid, you know, pop culture that we have now, and it bums me out. And I mean, they might all be nice people. I don't know them personally. Yeah. But I think what they represent really is, um, you know, just sort of a. I don't know uh, 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 the decomposition of 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 um, of the soul of our culture. Do you do you think do you think 
the same or can you think of any male role models that kind of fit the same bill? Because, I mean, I'm just being real. There's like a lot of rappers who've gotten a lot of notoriety over the years for being involved in porn and, you know, for, you know, having sex tapes out with, you know, with, with, with models and that kind of thing. And I'm just wondering, does it does it come across to you the same way or because of the fact that they're male figures, their ambition is interpreted differently? I'm just curious. Oh, I don't think it's I, I, male or female. I don't think yeah. on either side. But like, hey, at least they're rapping on the side. At least they're doing something else. <laughs> no, constructive. Male well, well, or female. I mean, and hey. I'm not I'm not putting it. I'm not I'm not making this a male female issue and putting it off on women. I think like as as a guy like, oh, uh, let, that's a perfect example. I mean, the thing is, the truth is. As people seem to be less interested when a guy makes a sex tape, yeah, yeah, because it's just it's yeah. like guys just aren't sexy to our culture, which is why there are less guys on magazine covers, and there are right. le- you know like, and so yeah, but but you know if we're talking about like it as a concept, I think on either side of it, it's just yeah. kind of gross. You know, kind of gross. I, I think you just helped me understand something. Now I understand why the Kardashians get beat up. It's because of the fact that. Oh, not, I'm not saying it's because I think it, it, it. What it appears to be is that they kind of represent all the those types of role models that you're that you're referring to, who've you know gained fame from less than you know from unscrupulous. You know act. what it is. That's that's what it is. And, and, and it's, they it's, kind of represent all of those people, so they're the ones that are getting the most. Rec- I'm sorry, recognition. But go ahead. No, no. Sex tape aside, it's empty fame. That's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. empty fame. It's a facade. It's it's like it says to kids, all you should want to be is famous and wear expensive shoes. Yeah, I got and you. without you know without trying to achieve anything else in life, it's like. Hey, just be famous and everything's awesome. Just like the Kardashians, it's just fucking gross. Yeah. I'm sorry, Nick's over there. Nick works for uh, Nick works for E. I'm Pregnancy shocker. Who's pregnant, Nick? Uh, oh, look right there, right on the cover of the freaking yeah. magazine. There they go. Um, so I guess that's what it is. It's just the idea that we're teaching kids that empty fame is what they should strive for. No, and no, man, completely, dude. I I completely get it, but you know, it's weird. Like one of the things that I've noticed, you compare Eastern and Western civilization is that I just think really, this is just a byproduct of the way that this country has been established truthfully. Like, you know, this whole crash, all the shit that we're talking about, it really just stems from like, you know, a lack of introspection from jump. And you have, you have a completely other cultural point of view. Yeah, I do. So what is, what is, what is sort of the, what is the underlying fabric of, of your point of view? I think that, okay, you know, I think that when you look at America, you know, you look at, you ask people where they're from, you ask people, you know, about their culture, more times than not, they, they, it stops in America. They don't go back and give you a history of, you know, what their great, great, great grandfather did in Ireland or, you know, and um, that's the difference with West Indian culture is people tend to go really far back like, you know, I can tell you that my great-great-grandmother was the first woman to drive a car on the island of Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, shit. Yep. She was a playwright. She was a midwife. Um, she had this saying. She was like, better to be an old man's darling than a young man's fool. She married a man twice her age. From that, um, he taught her a whole lot about business and introduced her to, like, real estate and all that stuff. And she became really successful and made a nice living that enabled her to raise her own family. This is your great-great-grandmother. great-great-grandmother, yeah. I have a picture and everything. And so it's like being able to make those references, it really contributes to a sense of self and a a sense of identity. And in America, for whatever reason, it's very easy to lose track of your identity. And when you lose track of your identity, you really... You, you disconnect with purpose, you disconnect with essence, you disconnect with values. And so what I find in America is is that a lot of times, I, I'm born here, I'm fucking American, I'm talking about me too, mm-hmm. is that 
our forefathers are corporations. And I've driven across this country. I've driven across this country at least... Am I supposed to be funny right now? No, I'm no, you should fuck But I've driven across this country at least 20 times. From here to Ohio. I've driven from here to New York. I've driven from here to, to Florida. And you know what you see when you drive across this country? Corn. Thank you. You see fucking corn. You see... I'm, I'm going somewhere with this shit, okay? Yeah. You see corn. You see tractors. You see docks and oil refineries. Mm-hmm. All right? And roadkill. Mm-hmm. And what it, what it tells me is that when I drive across Europe, I've, I've traveled from I've traveled from fucking England to to um, by train to the Slovak Republic. Mm-hmm. All right, and the difference is it's so beautiful, it's so aesthetically beautiful when you're driving across Europe. You see these churches from 1715. You see these beautiful buildings. You drive across America, fucking barns, corn, tractors, and and and, and docks. And what it is is that big business is what this country is built for, and. The, and when I was going through Europe, I noticed, oh, wow, Europe's built for people. It's built <laughs> for life. I've never yeah. thought about that point of view before. That's a, that's a fantastic point yeah, of view. Exactly. And then when you, when you really look at it, what we allow into our food in this country, no other country incorporates high fructose corn syrup into their food products in the way that we do. Uh, fact, it's corn sugar now? No, Thank yeah, you. Exactly. And you can call it <laughs> corn sugar. And that's the other thing. They call it corn sugar. They try to make you think it's natural when it's the most damaging mm. the most damaging thing to your liver. Corn sugar would be my rap name. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of hot, actually. I'm, cor- I'm cor- corn sugar. S-U-G-A. You know corn hey, sugar. Yo. You ruined it. But uh-huh. Just do corn sugar. It's fine. I can be corn sugar. You don't sugar. have to and have you, an A-H. Okay. That, damn right. Me and Nerd is about to turn it on, Nuka. Corn sugar. <laughs> Yo, I'm about to get up inside yeah. your bloodstream. Yo. Corn sugar in your ass. Deposit me to your liver. You can call me knuckle, but you should never call me nigga. You can do the rhyme and I can do the flow. And you can do my mom's and I'm going to do your hoe. I'm going to make the shit keep going because I'm rhyming. That's not Niggas a can't great understand the beat, but I keep timing. Up. Don't try to stop and act like you ain't hearing shit. Motherfucker, you can ride up on this hairy dick. And I don't give a fuck if you hate it when I'm in. Damn right. I ain't circumcised nigga foreskin. And yes... Everything I say is gross. And yes, I be doing the most. And yes, I like butter on my toast. Oh, me too. And I'm going to bring this rhyme to a close like that, y'all, and you don't quit. <laughs> I think that uh, Thomas Paine wrote that. Uh, that was one of the... Wait, actually, wait, actually let me... it's Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> let me, just so you, just so you do... let me no. first ask a question. <laughs> yeah. but... You, in, the, in, in your lyrics, allowed someone to fuck your mother, and in return, you only got to fuck their hoe. Yeah. Oh, that's not, like a that's not a good deal. Yeah, it was. It was just bad. It was bad. Can I can I take that back? Yeah, you Please. can take okay. back. I mean, I'm just like okay. you should that's, at least get that was his just a sister. That was, that was just was a bad. poor transaction. Yeah. That was just that a was poor bad. transaction. You just edit that shit out, man. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, baby? All right. Okay. Well, fuck you. Okay. No. Um, sorry. Um, uh, I love I love this idea that that America is a corporation. Yeah. And uh, and Europe is is a culture. It, like, it it's is a people. Absolutely. If you drive across this country, it becomes more than prevalent. And so. What I have learned is that the second-class citizen of America are the people, and mm-hmm. the first-class citizen are the corporations. And if you go through the history of it, you begin to understand that actually the corporations were usually... I want to say, like, back in that Nixon era, there were 10 corporations that were chosen to be to, to basically represent the voice of the people. Sure. So these corporations would be looked at to kind of slap the hand of the government whenever they were out of line. But what really actually occurred was is that the government... And these corporations found ways to appease one another, you know, finan- you know, meet one another's financial needs. Yeah. And for the most part, they have become the true citizens of this country. The government, so the corporations were fucking the government's mother, and the government gave the corporations uh, their uh, hoes. So hoes. Yeah. Exactly. And we the hoes. Right. And we Makes we we, sense. we the corporations hoes. And so 
this is what this is what pisses me off about everything that we're talking about. You can you know you can bring up the, you know I'm not gonna knock the Kardashians because I'm all I, this is how I feel. I feel like I'm all for any motherfucker who can manage to turn anything into put themselves in a, in, in a self empowering situation, particularly as entrepreneurs. Yeah. And the reason is because is that the systems that we've relied on consistently have c- continued to fail. I was sitting in a restaurant the other day. Sorry to be so long winded, and I'm sitting next to this guy, really nice guy, and you can tell he wants to talk. White dude, 38 years old, good looking, and we end up getting into this deep conversation and this is how the conversation started he says i believe white males are beginning to trend into the lifestyle that was intended for black people in this country what does that mean and i was like okay hold up say wait I you want, were at a cracker I, barrel weren't you no i was i was i was at i was like you know and in venice and i was like you know what don't say another word because i really want to understand you called the waitress over i was like yo could you do me a favor could you please just take all my silverware because i might stab this nigga if i don't know what the fuck he's saying and, and just give me some plastic shit and then I was like, explain it to me again. And basically what he was saying is that black people, and I mean, that white males are beginning to fall into the lifestyle of what was intended for blacks in this country. And what, what he didn't know that he was saying was that the truth of the matter is, is that there was a system that was in place once upon a time that afforded white males the benefit of the doubt or the, the, the competitive edge in the job market, mm-hmm. financial, you know, and... Th- the money's fallen out, so suddenly the loyalty has fallen out with it. Okay. And as a result of that, now you are forced to do what we've been, what what minorities have been forced to do the entire time, which is you are now forced to um, one become more introspective, two become be more versatile. You have to adapt to different circumstances. So I'm be real. Like when I'm kicking it with Tony, I'm gonna talk one way, but when I'm filling out an application, I'm gonna talk another way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so. You, have, you are now being forced to adapt in a way that you weren't forced to adapt before because that shorthand has gone out the window. The job opportunities are now right here. Shit, you got to face the nerdist. You want a job, you got to come speak this language. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so as a result of that, it's, some, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complete upheaval of the way you've grown up. It's like the spoiled kid, for instance. I'm not saying that everybody in America is spoiled. I'm just saying but the spoiled kid now suddenly having to find a new way to feed his family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any question that uh, in sort of uh, 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 post-World War II, you know, that we, we did start to become spoiled. Okay, so we're back. We're back. We're back to, like, what? We're back to the fucking what? Uh, okay, no, I'm sorry. I'm listening to you. Maybe yeah, yeah. yeah I was just saying, like, po- post-World War II culture, like, yeah. you know, we, hey, we won the war. We come back. There's all this. Uh, America's prosperous. Everything's great. Yeah. You know, we do get to get spoiled. You know, we get children of the 60s and 70s. Everyone's right. fucking doing drugs. And even now, I mean, look, we have, you know, we have, like, a... a 30-year adolescence that happens now yes. where, but you know, where previous generations was like, eh, hey, you get a couple years, you get puberty, you get a couple years, but when you're 17, 18, you fucking get a job or you go to the military. Absolutely. <laughs> and so now it's like, hey, I'm 40, you know, like someone can be like 45 and still like yeah. fucking around and, you it's know, like, absolutely. and so, yes, of course we're spoiled. And, and, yeah. you, and you see this in, you see this in consumerism more, especially, you know, because we've become such a, a, a niche culture of consumers now people i mean we even get it on the podcast we give away the podcast for free a lot of yeah. things are given away for free now but people will still be like i didn't like the audio levels or why couldn't you release this on wednesday yeah. or how come you didn't talk for an hour you know yeah like it's like well but you've got this thing for free what do you how could you complain about it well you know and it's funny like the only real the, the, like tijuana jackson always says that the only true currency is time mm-hmm. and that's the truth 
So what, what, what they're really saying is, is that they took a certain amount of time, they invested a certain amount of time to engage in your free product, yes. and they don't believe it was worth their time. Right. That's, what they, that's ultimately what time they're saying. Is, time is... A, exactly. Attention. Attention is our currency now. Yeah. Attention, right. oh, attention is our is. currency. Even, TJ might have to borrow that. Uh, oh, like, shit. Yeah. Please, please, no. right away. Yeah, but no. So go ahead. I'm sorry. You know what's fascinating about, uh, about uh, black culture versus white culture is that I love... You see as expressed in, in the art... That it's okay for um, it's okay for black culture to say like, "Hey, I'm I've made it. I'm you know I'm making money. Uh, you know like, yeah. and then but if but when but when but when white people do it, it's like humble brag. Shut the fuck up. Right, you know like right, there's a yeah. weird sort of you know what I think that's more actually I think that's more actually a, a class related thing than yeah. I think it is a black versus white thing because, because one the world is not black versus white. No. In reality, you we've got you know so many nationalities and so many. I really think that. What has happened is, it's as of late, African Americans are coming into money in a way that once wasn't, uh, like, you know, there were a lot of successful African Americans, you know, in, in the history of, of America. Black people have been successful, you know, for as long as America's but been But let's America. be honest, for but, a long time, until quite recently, they were held down. No, no, there are... Man, let me tell you something, dude. There are, like, I'm talking like real money. I ain't talking that fucking puffy money. I'm talking right. real money. Yeah. It's brothers out there with real friggin' money. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if you've ever read, um, um, uh, uh, uh fuck, I can't even think of it, Operation Hope. Um, anyway, long and short of it is, um, that I'm, what I'm saying is, is the way that we started making money became, it's young kids making money as rappers. And making money as gangsters and promoting this type of thing, this braggadocious attitude, it's kind of become synonymous with the brand. You right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's tolerated in that forum. Right. But if that same person is making money because the you know the the the, the thing dot com is owned by a an African American and he's like, yo, I'm making money. He's an asshole, <laughs> right? It's blackowned.com. It's blackowned. I own that shit, bitches. I'm making money. That dude's an asshole. But if, you know, if Ludacris or, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or Big Crit say, yo, nigga, I'm making paper, th th that, that, that comes with the trade. You right. know what I'm saying? So th that's my thing. I think it might be more of a class thing. I, I think that's, I, I, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, come on, I spend a lot of time thinking about brothers, man. And I'm like, you know, you got young money. You make a fool of yourself when you make that first, that first little thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I ain't gonna say no names. I know a dude who would literally hire like 15, 16 prostitutes, line them up in Vegas, and fuck them all from the back. That's what he was doing with his money. I mean, he's broke now, but he was big back in the music scene. Back but, in the but, day. you know, but, but if you can play vagina whack-a-mole, it's totally <laughs> exactly. worth it. He just go down a lot. He'd be like, yo, you want to get it on this? I'd be like, man, your soul is dark. Don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> you know, sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You know, and uh, again, you know, if someone had just told him yep. how to economize his prostitutes yeah, exactly. in school, no, exactly. we need to be teaching kids how to. No, wait, that's a bad message. No, no, no. Here's the deal. All joking aside, if you really, if you really, really think about it, there, there's a lot to be said about just straight up developing values and identity. So how do we do that as a culture at this point when it's clear that the educational system is not going to do it right. and parents don't seem to be doing it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, some do, but yeah. most of them don't. So how do we do that? Do we have to, does society have to fucking eat itself for a generation yeah, yeah. and then people have to learn from that? Look, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the pendulum swing. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in karma. And if you look at, you look at the, I don't know, the British Empire. I mean, you look at, 
the Roman Empire, whatever the hell you want to look at, they've all had their pendulum swing. They've gone from you know ext- one extreme to the to the next. Even me. Let's just talk. Let's just talk about us as individuals. Okay. When I, you know, I came from a family where my dad got around. He had like, just I would he he had like thirteen children for like ten Whoa, different women, ten wow. different women, and it was like I met like five of them, you know, and it was like that's how we got down. But then I saw that going on in my family, and my mom was like very naive and young and she was actually a virgin until she met my dad so after being cheated on for so long she kind of you know fell into the situation and they both ended up doing that so me i witnessed them doing living that life so what did i do i could have either done one of two things i could have joined that when you know i got when i became an adult or i could have went to the other extreme so i went to the other extreme so i would go to this extreme of completely being celibate and being a goody two-shoe and then I'd swing over and run through a small village and literally just, <laughs> like literally just thrash. Oh my God, get inside. How many Malcos here and his dick's out? He's yeah. going to fuck everybody. And then I'd swing back and over the years, maturity, I kept going further and what happened is I went, it started out really extreme and gradually I started swinging slow and slow and slow and now that pendulum swing still exists but on a, you know, a much smaller, the full, you know, same fulcrum, but it's just on a much smaller span of, you know, saying from like maybe 45 degree to 45, you know, yeah, yeah. as opposed to like that fucking hitting them 180 points. Right. <laughs> Bang! But not everyone has that self-awareness though that really, like a lot of people just pick one side and just that's it. Yeah, well, you know what, but that type of, that's the thing, that's the... I live in New York for a reason. I left California for a reason. And that's the thing that I'm that I grew up in a Caribbean Caribbean culture and that's the thing that I, I love about New York and Toronto is that there is a tolerance there. There is a tolerance. Toronto's a great city. Oh, it's a great I tell him all the time. I'm like, man, pack your shit and go to Toronto. Dude. Tony, pack your shit and go to Toronto. <laughs> really? It's oh, by a the way, great city. My boy Tony Charles, man, I've been knowing his brother since I was like what, 15, 16 years old. Um, we've been cool like that, and um, like we've been through all kinds of stuff. He was my road manager when I was a rapper, and um, you know my best friend when I was broke. You know what I'm saying? And my fishing buddy when I had no money, but I, I could afford to buy a dinghy and go fishing. And he's and 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 he's been with me through my entire acting career. And believe it or not, a lot of times when I have questions about whether or not I should do a role or how I should approach the role, me and that brother right there'll talk for hours about what to do with it, whether it's worth it. You know. What the consequences could be, blah blah blah, and that's my boy right there, Tony Charles, y'all. And, Tony, yeah. I want to find a Tony. <laughs> yeah. Can we borrow your Tony? <laughs> Can you please help us make yeah. better decisions? <laughs> I just want to fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, for real. I, if you do, if you really do want, oh fuck, I'm going to New York. Never mind. Um, I'm gonna say because I take people fishing all the time. Do you? Oh, but um, man. yeah, um, I was gonna say I, I was we were making a point about how do we do that, and I just one, I, one, I look, I, I just, I don't know, I just, I, I think it's, I think it's happening. I really do believe it is happening. Like the conscience that we have to develop, unfortunately, it's a war and people die in war. It's just that simple. And I, I know that sounds callous, but that's my belief system. So you think there is, or or at least another sort of a natural law way to put this, that there is sort of a Darwinian thing that's happening, that there is a, that the cream will sort of rise and then the sort, you know, the the kind of mindless mouth breathers will just sort of fall over. Well, you know what? I don't think that it's that the cream will rise because I know what you're saying. The cream rise. What what I believe is that there's a consciousness. There are people like you in this game now that are you 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 you're making such smart use of your platform. You know, dude. I, I'll be honest with you. I try to follow you, but I can't. You you, you do a lot. 
You really produce a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? There's no way to keep up with you. All, all jokes aside. Oh, so no. I have to choose a forum to, you know, to engage you. And so it's people like you who are utilizing this, your forum in a smart way. It could be someone who has a smaller forum or a great forum. Long and the short of it is, is that it's always been that way. You know what I mean? Everybody couldn't be Socrates. You know what I'm saying? It's always been this fucking way. <laughs> Everybody, okay. That's a fucking t-shirt. Everybody <laughs> right. can't be Socrates. Yeah, right. Aristotle in a bottle, bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pass the drink. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm just saying. You know, so it's always been this way, and it just seems more chaotic now because the veil has been lifted. The blindfolds have been removed. But it's the same shit. I'm I, look. I'm 43 fucking years old, and the truth of the matter is, the same shit that we complaining about now. My dad was complaining about when I was six fucking years old. It's the same shit. It's the same political shit. What you what y'all what 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 did y'all white boys do? Y'all shot Martin Luther King in uh, six. I didn't match shot him. I'm kidding. I was just. I, guys, I, he said he wanted. Guys, to, he said he guys. wanted to lift to the uh, Circle K. I I'm, didn't know what he was gonna do. Okay. I just. Why did you shoot him, Matt? Why did you shoot him? I was on my balcony cleaning my hunting weapon. Damn it! It was an accident. First of all. Uh, I was fucking with you. you first of all, yeah. uh, fuck you. You look twenty eight. No, man. You know what? That's that, that's um. That's you look amazing. He does that's look no my age. You really look twenty. <laughs> you look, look younger than Matt. Than him. <laughs> you look I, I, than I don't Matt. fuck with that high fructose corn syrup. Is that it? Tell me about your diet. Okay, all bullshit aside. Now I'm. Now you getting. To Tony, does he want to go here? Tony, do, do I want to go here? Okay, let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, we've been advised by Tony that we do not want to go here, but I feel like right. maybe I want to go here a little bit. All right, I, I, I'm going to try to make it real simple. I'm going to say it like this. Some of it's got to be genetics as well. You probably have good good genes. Yeah, I, I think that I think there's gen genetics. I think that just being, you know, being black, I think that, you know, the, the melatonin, it, my skin preserves differently from someone the who does me melanin. Melanin. I yeah. said melatonin because yeah. I've been using it all. You, I, I had no, I've been makes traveling. Makes you sleep great. Oh, my God. My melanin. Exactly. I have more melanin and as a result of that, my skin, you know, upholds a little nah, bit. Yeah, but, but you, you can tell. Like, you look young. Like, your face is, like, you look young. There's no there's no lines on your face. You got no, smooth. I, I, was like, I was telling him, I was like, look, look, I look like I'm wrinkling up and shit. I'm getting all old. But here's what, here's what the deal is. And this is what I truthfully, truthfully believe. Now, I have lived in the Slovak Republic. I have lived in Paris. And I have had extensive stays for love in London. And one thing I have noticed is that when I, first of all, in those places you get to hop around, you get to go everywhere you went, Budapest, you get to go to Austria, you get to go wherever the hell you want. That's beautiful because it's all so close. But the thing that I have noticed, and I've lived in Brazil, I had a house in Brazil for years. And the thing that I've noticed is that we, even though people are poorer than us and they eat, you know, different than us, we are the ones that age quicker. And I truthfully believe the reason we age quicker is because of the chemicals that are allowed into the food. We, we have put trust into a system that is allowed to advertise and say high fructose corn syrup is made from corn. It's the natural sugar. But if you go on to you know, a radio station or something and, and, and run an ad that says that cayenne pepper helps to reduce ulcers or that cinnamon helps to reduce blood pressure, you, you get fined. You go to jail. That's an offense. The FDA has got it set up that way. And like I said, once again, what do you think is more profitable? Holistic, you know, holistic promotion of you being able to, you know, grab some cinnamon to cure an ailment or you needing to go to a pharmaceutical, you know, to go get pharma pharmaceuticals in order to, sure. to, to and stay dependent for 40 years. What do you think is more profitable? And that's my point right there is that we have become they've gotten us to become so Says lazy. Says the boner pill guy. Hey. <laughs> well, we yeah, need to we need to we need all my shit was natural herbs until Viagra. Okay. <laughs> I want to say that. I think yeah. what we need to do clearly is form a cinnamon mafia. Oh my yeah. god, man. And start Ooh. edging out <laughs> 
cinnamon. Now that's like that's like a lesbian mafia that just uses a little cinnamon. I like that shit. I'm in. It's a little bit of cinnamon. The cinnamon mafia toured with corn sugar, right? No, yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> shit, they did. <laughs> cinnamon mafia that's hot. Yeah, the, the cinnamon mafia. I so so your diet basically consists of. Uh, well, how do you? I try to avoid sugar. How do you do that? Is because you travel probably as much as I do. Yeah, and it is damn near impossible to eat well when you're traveling because it's just right. Well, you keep it simple. First of all, we have to admit that we're all look when, when people are when people are, are alcoholics, it's not socially acceptable. It's like you know, it's socially accepted. It's like oh, I mean, it is socially accepted when you're an alcoholic. It's like oh, you know, you know, I'm I'm not gonna have anything now, but I'll have something later. Sure. Okay, but if you're a crackhead and you say, you know what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do any crack during work, but I'm gonna give myself a nice reward myself with a nice little bump, you know, mm-hmm. during the weekend. People frown on you for that, right? Yeah. Mind you, alcohol does more damage to you than heroin or crack. Right. And that's been there's a huge study that they did in Britain that this, you know, that that that's clear and obvious at this point. Same thing goes for food. The probably the most the most damaging thing to our systems overall is sugar. Nothing does more harm to you than sugar. And what's crazy is it's promoted, it's stuffed into everything, and it's it's it's, it's we we interpret it. It's psychologically embedded in our culture that you reward children with with treats. So children grow up when they have their pity parties or when they're depressed, they give themselves sugar mm-hmm. as a, as a reward. Yes, it does provide you with an endorphin rush that is short lived, but ultimately the long lasting effects of sugar are terrible. So you we, avoid sugar. I do, and we are addicted to it, so it's hard to get off of sugar because it's no different than being hooked on crack or crackheads or alcohol or whatever you, you, whatever your addiction is. It's just that we, I'm hooked. I'm addicted to crackheads. Okay, me too, dude. I'm telling you, they're easy. A lot of them don't have teeth. It feels better. Yeah, they don't. They're not moist, so they don't have a lot of spit. <laughs> no, it's true. Crackheads are dehydrated, so I when like they, that you're justifying like, this with real facts. No, 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 no. no. They're, they're very dehydrated. Yes, exactly. And it really, look at the data. It, it's a different sensation. Their gums give a different sensation. You this know? is I. I'm on board. Yeah, and believe it or not, the one thing. The one thing that I will say that I like about you know crackheads is that <laughs> no, so yeah, no. Seriously speaking, I like my crack. If you if you do them in a pool, those titties they, they, they get a little buoyancy. I know they look all deflated like yeah, empty yeah, balloons, yeah. but you do them in a pool, it looks nice and plump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Well, this is a good thing to remember the next time. So, uh, crackhead pool, <laughs> exactly. Crackhead never... pool dehydration. It's all in here. Yep. So okay. no, so. Uh, so you avoid, I mean, you can't, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to avoid it altogether. No, no. Like first, let me explain. I want to define sugar to you. They, they found ways to, to, to hide the, look, Tijuana Jackson wrote an article, go online, look at this article. It's called five. It, he wrote it back when, um, uh, uh, Casey Anthony had, uh, right. won her case. And, um, he wrote an article titled five more ways to legally poison your child. Tijuana Jackson. Tijuana Jackson. Go on and look at that. He speaks about high fructose corn syrup. He speaks about cold tar dyes. He speaks about um, MSG. Uh, he speaks about uh, a few other things I can't remember right now. The point, or triclosan. The point that I'm making is poison. Is that, exactly. There are a million. They're all poisons, and there's a there's a million different ways that the FDA allows companies to to phrase or word these things so that you don't identify them. But believe it or not, bread, rice, pasta, it's all sugar. And sometimes you can eat a plate of rice and get more sugar than you get for eating a fucking candy bar. Is it okay true. to eat monosodium poisonate? It's it's pretty. <laughs> I, I, they've made it sound scientific. Dude, I feel like a big nerd. I feel like I'm turning off your audience right now, but I'm just being real. No, no, no. Like, you're speaking exactly to our audience. Uh, am I really? Yes. Oh, yeah. well, well, let me really go in and say this. Look, you can. there are 22, 22 ways to say 
MSG. And one of those ways is natural flavoring. That's mm-hmm. one way to say it. And you see that on every fucking thing. My point just basically being MSG really messes you up. It, it, you know, it's linked to so many ailments. It's a good thing to start with. The other thing that I want to say is high fructose corn syrup and sugars. The, the more of that you can cook, kick, I'm not saying give it all up. But if you can get, if you can do tur- turbino sugar, whatever the hell it's called, and, and stop messing with high fructose corn syrup, what you will notice is your latent faculties coming to life. You're able to concentrate and function at a higher level, at, you know, when you're not on this shit. And then I'll give it to you like this. I'm going to give it to you like this. Why in the fuck? I'm hunting. I live back in Africa. You know, I'm living on the plains and we got to eat. I'm hunting, right? Okay, we got to stop. We're on the tail of some kind of big fucking animal that we want to kill. Why would I want to eat some shit that's going to make me drowsy and when I wake up, a fucking lion is standing over me? No, I want to eat to energize. In America, we eat and get drowsy. That, you know, everybody gets the itis when they eat in this fucking country. Sure. You know what I mean? It's, you know, so my point is basically being there's a reason for that. We feed ourselves the types of things that actually inhibit our ability to function. And we need to kind of get back to the place of going, okay, let's cut out the sugar. Not, I, I know we can't do it 100%. It is an addiction. Yep. But let's reduce the sugar to 20%. Let, and sugar also includes bread, rice, pasta, all these different carbs. Let's eat according to our activity rather than according to our schedule. Mm-hmm. So if you have an active day where you do a lot of bike riding or you and your woman are like having sex all day, yeah, I can see you eating more carbs. And why not eat the healthier carbs? Why not eat carbs that come from sweet potatoes? Sex instead of carbs. Eating your bread? Okay, last one, and then I'll shut up. No, please. Why in the fuck, when you go to a restaurant... I don't know. I'm asking everybody. When you go to a restaurant, they bring... Now, they bring bread to the table, yep. and it's free, but they try to sell you water. Somebody tell me why. <laughs> or they give you free water. No, I'm going to have to become Tijuana Jackson for this shit. Bread's, no, bread's no, they delicious. ask you. They say... They don't, they don't ask if you want to buy bread when they come. They put bread and butter on the fucking table, right? Yep. And then they say... Would you like this? Would you like this? And, you know, if you want, you can get some tap. Right. <laughs> Am I lying? No. Okay. All right. Why do they do that? Uh, uh, bread's delicious. Okay, because bread's delicious. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you why they really do that shit. They do it because... I bought one of those long things like this. He bought one of them long French mids way back in the day and ate the whole thing in one conversation. What, the, uh, a sandwich? No, no, French those, roll. Oh, big French, French roll. roll. Exactly. Um, but check it out. He kicked it, and he was he was he saw himself on video and saw how big he was. He kicked it. I think I might make way more than Tony now. And Tony's, Tony's in almost, an excellent shape. Yes, he is. He's yes, also he is. wearing he, a he mighty fine being suit. Really heavy too. Yo, if you guys think I'm fucking with you, I'm not kidding. Check it out. Now, here's why the bread. This is exactly why the fucking bread comes comes for free. Mm-hmm. Because bread contains high fructose corn syrup, and you know what high fructose corn syrup does? Uh, makes your brain come. It intercepts a hormone called leptin. And leptin is how your brain communicates with your stomach. And if your brain can't communicate with your stomach, what you gonna do? Eat more. You're damn right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That man is a genius. <laughs> I didn't. You came up with the idea. I'm I just, just filled in a blank. You, the man's a genius. So yeah, you know, this is all the shit that Tijuana Jackson talks about on his shit. You know. Where can people find Tijuana Jackson? Um, YouTube. Just go to YouTube and look up. You know, go YouTube.com/slash Tijuana Jackson, and you know, it's after after that. You play at your own risk. I, I'll give y'all some Tijuana Jackson later on if you want. You know, it, it's the raw <laughs> shit you'll ever hear. Yeah. What are you working on now? Right now, I'm doing this cartoon called Unsupervised, mm-hmm. and I'm doing it with the same guys that do Always Sunny. Yeah. So these guys came up with this cartoon called Unsupervised about these two kids, one played by Justin Long and one played by um, Rob, uh, Rob Russell. Um, God. Anyway, I'm sorry, just a brain fart. But anyway, sure. and um. 
unsupervised about these two kids, and I played the role of this guy named Darius, and I am like the the voice of reason in this whole thing, but mm-hmm. in the in the craziest and funniest fucking way. So like, you know, uh, you know, one time my character tried to get into a school, but they didn't let him in, and he's like, oh, you know, I man, they don't let blacks in that school. It was some racist shit. But then he meets the dean and finds out that the school is comprised of like twenty five percent black, you know, students. Yeah, and he was like. Okay, you know what? He probably did. He probably mixed the Caribbeans in with it, and that's gonna skew the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. Rihanna ain't black, okay? If the bitch grew up on mangoes, okay, she ain't no Mary J. Blige. She can't say she's part of the struggle. You know what I'm saying? It's, right? It's so skewed and fucked up. And these dudes let me do this. But anyway, I, I shit you not. If you look at the tweets, you look at it, you watch unsupervised on effects at 10:30, the show is really funny. And people are literally saying Straight up critics in the beginning were dogging us like episode one and two, and now critics are, are riding the nuts and also saying that they can't believe that we can get away what we get away with. But that's effects for you, baby. Yeah, effects is that's, good. I mean, I've never been on a fucking network. They're like, look, we don't have a whole lot of promotion money for this, but check it out. Whatever you need, we can do. And I'm not kidding you. They give me posters, anything that I ask for. They make sure that I'm tweeting live every episode. They, you know, they... they I do. I go on and do like tiny chats live with everybody, and like talk to like hundreds of people at a time while the show was going on. And I, I take names. I give my phone number out. People call me. They. I get them to give me their information, and we send them signed posters. This they FX supports their shit on a whole different level. I've never worked for a network like that in my life. It is like you know some of the smaller channels are starting to realize yeah. like. Ha- not just that it's an important thing to do, but really how to do it effectively. And yeah. it's something that networks are still kind of struggling with. And so it's always fun to work for um, – it's the same thing at AMC where they're just super cool and they understand how it all works. And they, yeah. they're very accommodating. And when you've worked in the television business for a long period of time, you're not really used to working for a, <laughs> a network that's accommodating because most of them are not. Most oh, of them no. will just tell you – that they can't do X or Y, you you know why you can't do Y. And, yes, you know so to have a channel go. No, we under really we really you know BBC America is the same way. It's like no, we really understand how this digital platform works, and you know we'll help you promote this thing on here, yes. and you know yes. even if that doesn't have to do with us, our show exactly, we'll still promote you because you're on our thing, and like they really understand how it all works. Exactly, where network television is kind of where a lot of times it's like, look, we're either going to kill your parents or your children. Can you please choose? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, and like, this is a whole different thing. And I, and like, and, and not only that, I just feel like I'm in the right company because these guys are so smart. These, yeah. they, they have the type of comedy that I appreciate. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've noticed, I haven't done a whole lot. I don't, look, I don't want to necessarily go and do the big corny, you know, family movie. I like, I like keeping it raunchy. I like keeping it raw. I like being challenging. I like challenging myself to come up with fresh new ways to, you know, to, you know, to provoke. And that and, and that that's that that's what I love about this cartoon. Another thing that I'm working on is um I got a sh- uh, I'm working on is um a thing called Romney meets his friends. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this shit? Yes. Okay. Well, maybe I, I'm not. Okay. Well, you might not be, but you know how I engage people on like I literally do my responses and I really do connect with my fans mm-hmm, legitimately. Mm-hmm, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, Google Plus, whatever. Long and the short of it is, is that I am doing a show, a company called Alchemy Networks. In conjunction with Google, has put they observed that and came to me and said, "You have such a personal relationship with your followers and Facebook friends. We would like to do. We heard that you had a show idea, and we would like to do it. And what the show idea is? Romney meets his friends, and basically, I land in an airport every weekend. I land in an airport, and I just start scrolling through my Facebook friends, 
and I start hitting up people. Yo, I'm in your town. <laughs> if you can navigate me to where you are in, this, in the allotted amount of time, sometimes I have a bike, sometimes I have a car, a motorcycle, a bus. If you can navigate me to where you That's are awesome. in the allotted amount of time, we're gonna get. We're gonna spend. We're gonna spend the day together. We're gonna spend some time. You know. We're gonna kick it. And then what happens is, is that I have to do that exact same thing from point A to point B to point Z. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And meet as many people as I can within that city within that weekend. And then I'm out. That's and fun. It is really fun. When's that happening? Um, that's happening this summer. Yeah. Coming this summer. Coming this summer. It's really exciting because the the thing is is like, I post some pretty interesting questions online and like I get way more interesting answers and sometimes i'm like i want to meet that person what's an example of that an example literally i asked the other day i was like how did your parents meet? it was valentine's day and i said how did your parents meet and you know i think it's important to know the history of how your family got together and all that one dude said uh my father was an illegal immigrant in america and hit my mom's up in a in a um, hit my mom up in a um in a parking lot mm-hmm. at uh home depot and said, yo, I will give you uh, $4,500 if you marry me because I need it for, for uh, immigration, you know, to get my citizenship. Mm-hmm. I'll give you 4500 bucks. 25 years later, moms are still waiting on her 4500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, classic. I couldn't, I, I can't make that up. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know all the details of how my parents got together. But at some point, my dad ejaculated in my mother. <laughs> and that's kind of... I'm, then I can <laughs> fill in some blanks around there, yep. but I know that that happened. I can top that. What? Yeah, I can top that. How do you top that? One person said that their parents met in a drug deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. This is real. I'm really being serious now, right? So anyway, I'm just throwing that out there as like, if you look, there's like a hundred answers and they were just, inc- there was some funny, real shit, man. And um, so anyway, that's um, why I'm like, I got to go out there and meet people. And the fact that I had actually pitched this idea, I pitched this idea to my manager and he somehow ended up in cahoots with Alchemy and Google doing this. That's great. I mean, and that's you. why, you know, we have we have the digital platform to, yeah. for this kind of thing. Agreed. And I, you know, we're pretty much at our hour now, but Fuck I do, that. I know, it feels like a therapy session. We're at our hour. <laughs> but, but I do, uh, uh, first of all, the you not eating sugar thing is fascinating because you have more energy than anyone I know. And I've slept three hours, which is amazing. I feel tired as shit. Oh, you do? Fi- really? Yeah. You don't I, seem tired. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You don't seem tired. Yeah. That's uh, three hours. But uh, people can follow you. Uh, Just at- go to funnyblack.com and all my connections are at funnyblack.com. Okay. You know, because if I say at, you know, at Tier 1, at Facebook, just go to Funny Black, man. And then if you go to funnyblack.com... And there's a link to every friggin' thing. My friggin' Facebook, my Twitter, my isn't that smarter to do? Just have it all in one fucking place. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's a couple. There are companies like, you know, uh, about uh, what is it? About dot me. Yeah, exactly. It, like, yeah, yeah. Or, or like uh, Info Stripe is yeah. another site where you can just put all of your info oh, on that's one. Cool. Yeah, I look uh, for that. I look for that. Funny, funnyblack.com, That's my shit. And just look me up. But before we go, I gotta say one thing. Please. I really hit it off with Mr. Hardwick, man, <laughs> back at um, uh, South by Southwest yeah, last year. last year. And um, we were having a conversation about how the internet has become the new street where the buzz actually starts here. Sure. And you know what, you know what, you know what he went and did? He went and purchased the domain name for me at Moniker. He, <laughs> Moniker.com, he went and purchased newstreet.com.tv for me. And so now I own New Street TV. New, new Street.tv. Street. Yeah. 
And I want you guys to take a look. It's, it's still in progress, and you're the only people that I've told thus far. It's still in progress. It's not complete. Newstreet.tv, Newstreet being the, new, being the web. Newstreet being the web. I want you to go to Newstreet.tv and see what we're doing with it right now when you get a chance. Thank you to Mr. Hardwick. Robin Malco, it's yeah. so good to see you. Thank you so much for coming on. Tony, thank you, thank you for sort of being on the show. <laughs> Silent man. Uh, I'd like it if Tony could stay for all of our podcasts. <laughs> I yeah. like having Tony here. It's nice. Right. We get a nice little reaction. He looks, see if he's smiling, then we know we're okay. <laughs> Is it bizarre that I weirdly feel smarter when Tony's nearby? I don't know why. Uh, like know, the suit. Like he, the suit. Of, he sort of brings, an, he sort of brings uh, an, an energy to the room where you're just like, dude. I kind of feel better. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a secret. We're off air yet? No. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you. Oh, right. yes, we're not on uh, the air okay. anymore. Hey. Speaking of the microphone. Tony, um, Tony's a, he, Tony drives. He has his own company where he basically, you know, has cars and they go and pick up very influential people in this town. It's very niche. He doesn't. He don't, He only services certain people. Tony drives probably for film, uh, uh, music, and uh, fil- film and music. Right, predominantly, he drives probably the four most influential people in film and music in this town. And I kid you not, and let me tell you something, he doesn't just drive them, they're friends. They kick it. Not friends like, oh yeah, he's my friend because he sat in the back of my car. No, they're friends. And a lot of the information that is afforded to me is through his relationship with those people. Wow. Yeah. And he is actually really informed. And it's... Get Bob Iger on the phone. Coming from from how I grew up. You know, I grew up, like I said, I grew up in the street. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I didn't really have, I have like a proprietor's mindset, not an entrepreneur's mindset. And so over the years, learning and getting information from people who are the true entrepreneurs of our era, you know, has really not only, in, you know, been, provided me with a lot of insight, has actually motivated me to, um, you know, to take bigger strides, to think bigger. And, you know, that's the, that's the fortune of being able, he, him being able to, like, sit down across a dinner table from, I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to like, get in shit in trouble. Sure. But, yeah, from people who are making the biggest movies in this town. All right, so here's, here, I, I, I have Where an idea. Where were you on that John Carter thing? You should have said, don't do this. You're going to lose so much money. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Lessons come from that, too. <laughs> don't they? <clears throat> Lessons come from that. Sorry. That's my, uh, I, I have an idea. A uh, really simple hip-hop towing company, Tomi, Tomi, Tomi. Ooh! Tomi, Tomi. But you spell the Tomi different each time. Okay. Like Tony, Tony, Tony. That's kind of hot, mm-hmm. and we got to come up with a little uh, a jingle for that. Wouldn't um, you love to see like a? Wouldn't you love to see like a fucking really cool like like a tow truck that was, you know, just like really awesome? Wow, good Tell description, me, Chris. Like <laughs> okay, remember? Tell me, tell me, tell okay, okay, okay. Remember DC Cab? Remember DC Cab? Did you yes, see the movie DC yes, Cab? Yes. And they they all they got all the money, and then Mr. T made his cab like super awesome with yes. like the little stuff on the top and the lights. No, that's, no, I don't want that because that's gonna make me think that he's gonna drag my car to somewhere in the hood and drop it. Oh shit! <laughs> you know what I'm I don't want that. No, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's kind of like look. I'm gonna be real. I want to buy, for instance, I want to buy like like you're taking my car. Okay, yeah. that's you know that's something that's a value that I need to get around, and get to work. Okay, I want to buy like. My shit from the guy, my food from the guy who looks like the farmer. Yep. Not from the guy who looks like the drug dealer. Right. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Never mind. I like that name, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. (laughs) Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. (laughs) It's not African, too. We're going to do it. It kind of does. What else can I throw at you while we're just sitting here shooting the shit? Um, Get out of here. I, uh, Um, 
Oh, I've been wanting to do a. Oh, think like a man. Go see the fucking movie. Let me just say this. Sure. Look. Oh yeah. This, the reason listen, he's here. Think like a man is a movie that I'm doing with Kevin Hart. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's not the typical. I'm gonna just say the word. It's not the typical. No, I'm not gonna say it. It's you know how you get those really like I'm sorry. I've seen some films where it's just you know. A lot of shucking and jiving and not grounded in reality and it's kind of like yeah. over uh, the top. Yeah, what? I just, what? What? I just cleared my. Th- I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I Yo, just coughed a little I, bit. Hey, I like Madea. All right. <laughs> I like Madea. Okay, that's my bitch. Okay, <laughs> shit. But okay, this is not that. And and what's really lucky for me is I've never really been hired by a black cast before, and be- and you know I've tried, but I've never been. And for them to take a chance on me was awesome because you know that I, I just by nature bring a different flavor. I'm not you know. Even with Gary Owen, who is clearly Caucasian on set, I was still the white dude on set, which I just don't understand. <laughs> right. You know, I everybody'd say shit, everybody'd laugh, I'd say something, everybody'd look at me like I was awkward. I'd be like, the white dude is here. He's right here. <laughs> you know, but anyway, the long short of it is is that this is not it's, I promise you, man. I look at my resume of work, you'll know that I don't mislead people. Think Like a Man is going to be one of the funniest movies of this year. I promise you that. Okay. And it will be rewatched. And remember I said that. All right. Me and Kevin Hart. I'm in. All right, brother. I promise you. you When's that come out? It comes out April 20th. um, And it's, you know. 420, son. It's got Jerry Farrar from Entourage, um, who, you know, Turtle. It's got um, (laughs) Kevin Hart. It's got uh, um, uh, Gabrielle Union. It's, um, uh, 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 It's got Megan Good, whose waist has gotten smaller. But everything else is just right on point. Um, <laughs> well, I will, I'll see this. Here, here. It smells so good. Uh, she I'll smells see so your movie. <laughs> Does she smell? No, really. Take, take a minute. Check out the movie. I wouldn't mislead you. And if you go to that movie and you're disappointed, hit me up and um, <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try to get your money back. Romney will interact with you online yeah. if you if you yeah. say to him. I'll argue the fuck down. I think the movie's funny as shit. I wouldn't be saying it. And it's probably one of the best comedies I've done since, since 40-Year-Old Virgin. All bullshit aside. That's great. Yeah, it is great. It feels good. It, it really feels good. And to also to be like such a significant role, you know. Romney Malco, Tijuana Jackson, the Nerdist. We bouncing out of here. Let's I'm so it. glad we finally got you on. God Would bless. you please tell everyone to enjoy? Actually, you know what? This is very important. Uh, we, there's something we say at the end of every podcast. I feel like it's only appropriate if Tony says it. Tony, will you please say? Will you please uh, tell everyone to enjoy their burrito on the podcast? It's how we sign off every podcast. Someone should at least hear something from you. Please, everybody, enjoy your burrito. Go! Man, hey, I don't like you stealing my thunder, bitch. <laughs> no, hold up. Let me get on the phone, man. Fuck this. Yo, do you have to be sag for this? Because he's not in the unit. Can you edit that out? Oh, shit. Yeah, we'll have to go- contact our rep. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth, a haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. I killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts.
You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.